0: Hello, and welcome back to Franklin Covey's Be a Better Leader series. My name is Lena Rinne, and I'm the Senior Vice President of Professional Services and Client Facilitation at Franklin Covey. I'm also your host for this season of conversations about what you don't know when you become a leader. Leadership isn't just about setting vision. It's about empowering your team to achieve it. In this episode, we'll be discussing how to set your team up for success by creating a clear path to achieving your goals and objectives. Joining us to talk about a few ways we can accomplish this is the CEO of Franklin Covey Benelux, Tice Westrink. Tice, thank you so much for being here.
1: It's a pleasure, a pleasure to be here with you.
0: We're looking forward to learning from you, from your expertise and your experience, so let's dive right in. As I mentioned, one of the things that's most important is helping our team to see what the big picture is, but it's also about the why behind those goals. Can you talk to us about how new leaders or any leader can help their team see that why behind the what?
1: Yeah, sure, yeah, I think you're, you're totally right. To communicate the why is so important. Uh, and I think most leaders, um, overestimate their own ability to share the why because it's so common sense to them. And yes. um, so I think it's very important for leaders to over-communicate uh, the, the why and the what of their of their initiative. And uh, uh, I think what's most helpful is, is to think about the past and the future. So when launching a new initiative, thinking about you know what happened the, the last few months, last year, where do we come from and where are we heading to? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, make your change and your project part of that ongoing journey.
0: What you're saying is really resonating with me. Uh, Thinking about when I make decisions as a leader, sometimes I take for granted that the team will understand. Like they'll know why I'm doing that. And I appreciate what you're saying around. It's not only about future, but it is about past. So setting that context. So. Um, so let's talk a little bit about setting steps for clear expectations. So let's say we've communicated what we're doing, the goal. We've communicated the why behind it. What are the next steps to set clear expectations for the team?
1: Yeah, it's a wonderful question. And and again, I think leaders overestimate their clarity. We always think, you know, <laughs> we're super clear. And in, in my case, you know, I, I, as you were so busy with the goals, uh, you assume the others are as well. Um, and, and to me, one of the most important elements here might be surprising, but it's courage because um, mm-hmm. as leaders, you know, we're, we're super ambitious. We try to achieve like tons of different things and, and want to share 12 goals with the team. I think it starts with narrowing down focus and choose uh, one goal instead of 12.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and that requires courage to eliminate other things that you also might find important but you want to zoom in on, 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 something that's, that's most important for them.
0: I think that's one of our biggest challenges because it's, it's particularly when you're thinking strategically, it's easy yeah. to think of all the different things you can do. Yeah. So being able to say no to some of them or saying later, right? It's no for yeah. now, but later we'll get yeah. to them. Um, okay. So, so thank you for that. That's a really, uh, helpful direction. So, once we get going on that, we're setting clear expectations with the team. What would you recommend in terms of clarity of roles and responsibilities for the team? How can we make sure that each person understands what they are expected to do in this goal setting and achievement?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so once you have your why and, and, and you're, you're narrowing down to the, to, the, to the goal, one thing I've learned the hard way is, is no involvement, no commitment. So I know in the past that I sometimes was, perhaps sometimes still am trying to be like this lone genius, trying to figure it out on my own. And then, ta-da, you know, I, w- <laughs> I want to communicate what's the initiative or what's what's the idea. And I think it's important to yeah, involve the team and still think as a leader. You know, it's your job to think mm-hmm. and involve the team around the roles roles and responsibilities that mm-hmm. are necessary to get, to get it done. Um what to me helps is is to have at least at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the project, a conversation around the goal. What are we looking for together? Discover the words that are you know, on paper. What does it really mean, quality? What does it really mean, grow? Uh, how does that look like to, to have those kind of conversations? Because you know we have a picture in mind, and they might have another picture of if, if we talk about quality. So to really <laughs> talk that through, uh yeah I, I think it's super important and and then have regular conversations around that
0: and as you're saying that I, I can almost feel the difference between me telling you what your responsibility is in this project versus me asking you how would you like to contribute what does this mean to you what because as leaders our role is to get work done through other people it's not about our lone genius so Certainly. if we can get that conversation going yeah. Um, And, you know, earlier you mentioned that leaders often overestimate how much they communicate or how clear they've been. That's absolutely my experience. Can we go back to that a little bit? And what what does it look like to over communicate or to create that culture where people really understand? I mean, how often and I mean, do you have any tactical advice around that? Well, yeah,
1: so I think so. I, I try to if 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 I do it if I communicate the why and the what in my comfort zone, I probably haven't done enough. So that's why I kind of <laughs> I, so, well, so I, feel like I have to feel like I'm exaggerating. I'm, yep. a, I'm over communicating. So, so to me, for example, if I give a presentation the first few slides are always about the why, and I know you know some of my team members they get crazy because they've heard it so many times. Uh, but I try to get back to okay, th- this is our mission, this is our vision, this is where we come from, this is where we're heading to, and now we're going to talk about this. Amazing. And and I try to do this all the time. Uh, I try to have that conversation at the beginning of the year, being very clear about these these goals and and asking uh, what kind of contributions you know uh, you you would like to make. Um, and, and another thing is, you know, the world is changing so rapidly. So we need to um, reconnect with the why and the what of the of the project and, and the goals of the year continuously. So um, it's
0: great. One of the
1: things I do besides of the, the weekly uh, meetings that I have is have a quarterly walk. So every quarter, walk with my direct reports. Walk in nature or walk around the office because the walk is a different way of, of connecting. And it allows, first of all, you know, the employee to talk about their results and their thoughts. And it allows me to go back to where we come from, back to where we're we're heading to. And that's, for me, a natural way to to do that.
0: That's amazing. That's a great idea. I I love that you're getting outside as well. I mean, what a a great way to change the um, environment we're connecting on one thing that you said um i love the idea of starting your meetings with the mission vision values direction goals and if it's every week i I think that's to your point far better i was working with one leader who was getting a bit frustrated that the team was unraveling in their focus and they they said you know we started the year with that clear focus on strategic priorities i don't know why we can't stay focused and i said when was the last time you visited them? It's six months. It was halfway through the year. And they were saying, I don't know why people are unraveling on focus, but they hadn't actually revisited those strategic priorities in six months. So it's easy to see how that unravels when we're all so busy.
1: Yeah, you're so right.
0: The other thing I'm seeing is we overestimate how much information the average person will process. So when we clearly state what we're looking for. I mean, I sometimes say it needs to be 144 characters or less if you want someone to read it. <laughs> we can't send a whole page of why we're doing things. People just don't seem to be processing information the same way. Would are you seeing that as well? Would you agree? Yeah,
1: definitely. And I think it's about the amount of info. And I challenge I myself to make a picture of it as well. So where we're heading to instead of like tons of bullets, can I can I frame it in a story, kind of frame it in, 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 a, in a visual, because I know that will stick. And all these bullet slides that I share, probably they, they forget about this. Uh, so I think that's the challenge to really zoom in. You know, first of all, on one thing instead of 12 things. And on the other hand, make it a story or a picture that, that locks.
0: I love the idea of a picture, like something visual. Some people certainly are going to resonate more with that than the bullet points. Yeah. Maybe all of us. <laughs> Um, Next step is we're getting people focused, people understand their role, they understand the big picture and the why. One of the things we often hear, and I know you're hearing the same thing, is people don't feel like they get enough feedback, either constructive feedback or positive feedback and celebration. Can you share some of your best practices around how we can celebrate and recognize both the individuals and the team for their accomplishments?
1: Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. I think that that's also underestimated the power of reinforcing feedback. And we know that reinforcing feedback could be so much more impactful than, than redirecting feedback. Um, so, and I think we can think about this in informal settings and informal settings. So in informal settings, um, if you if you have your town hall, if you have your team meetings, uh, always make sure that there is some celebration uh, whether it's a small one or a big one because it's an opportunity for you as a leader to, to say yes more of that right So to, to guide the culture of the team to guide the, the way you work as a team. Um, so yeah so I think that's that's a tool we have not just to to recognize performance but also to, 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 to improve performance and to guide performance for the future. Um, and I think we shouldn't underestimate the informal ones as well. The ones that, you know, we just give people a call. We just send them a, a handwritten card. Um, uh, we celebrate during drinks or lunch, et cetera.
0: Yeah, yeah, brilliant. So there's formal recognition, there's informal recognition. You know, one one thing I've learned is as leaders become leaders, it, there is so much to do. I mean, you rarely meet a leader that's got much bandwidth in their schedule or in their focus. And all of the things we're talking about are, you, you are required to get out of the day-to-day grind. I mean, you can't, these things have to happen in addition to all of the other things we're doing. Kind of as a final question, what, what are your thoughts on how a leader can balance this probably most important work, if we're being honest, but it's not work that fits in necessarily naturally to our day-to-day? Any advice for leaders there?
1: hang in there <laughs> no no it, it is tough and i think you know you you you've been so successful in your role as an individual contributor you become a leader and you you kind of try to balance both roles and of course it doesn't fit in in your your work day your, your your work week so um i think in the end it's about making choices and you don't have to do this alone you don't have to figure it out on your own there are so many others in your organization or somewhere else that can be your your peer, your your counselor, your mentor in making those kind of choices because it's hard, right? It's so hard. especially when you first become a leader, it's difficult to balance all those those roles. So you're not alone, and find someone who's in a similar position or has been in a similar position to to help you through this stage. You'll thank be fine. you,
0: thank you, Tice. Brilliant advice. It's been such a pleasure to be with you um, and to spend time with you and learn from you. So thank you for joining us today. Pleasure. To learn more about how you can help your team reach their objectives, download our free guide, Eight Ways to Boost Your Team's Commitment to Goals. You can find the link in the show notes or visit franklincovey.com for additional resources.